Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. This Romans eleven sixteen has really been stirred in my spirit. For if the casting away of them be to the reconciling of the world, what shall the, the receiving of them be but life from the dead? Now he's explaining something here. He's talking about Jesus being the first fruit, but it's also about how we separate to God. Let me explain it. For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if the root be holy, so are the branches. I like this, and I want you to see this. If the first fruit be holy, the lump also is holy. And what he was saying was this. Jesus, Jesus is the first of many. So if he was holy, you're holy. But in the place of finances, I want you to see this. Whatever you separate unto God, your tithe, your offering, in Romans eleven sixteen, the first fruit or the first part of what you give or your tenth or your tithe. Amen. We take a first fruit offering in the beginning of the year. But guess what? Each and every week we take a tenth or we take our tithe, we take our offering, and what do we do? We give it unto God. Now, God said this, what you separate is Holy. Does that make sense? I need you to see this because this is what I was talking about. Um, hopefully you went, we sent out the email on our financial freedom uh, message. I, I preached for, I preached that thing. I'll tell you what, it's life changing. Get it. If you need help in the arena of your finances, get it's in your email. If you need it, we could post it. It's on YouTube. It's all over there. But this is what I want you to get. I'm getting ready to take my tithe right now. I'm getting ready to take my offering right now. I'm separating it unto God. That's what empowers it to prosper. That was John chapter 6. Jesus said, what do we have? They said, we don't have enough money, and we don't have enough fish and bread. Jesus said, give me what it is we have, and let me offer it to God. There it is right there. Romans eleven sixteen. For if the first part of it be holy, then the whole thing's holy. What is he saying? Whatever you separate or take. You know, it's funny. This is how I got this. I seen this and it really blessed me. There was a dollar bill um, on, a, on a plaque. It was kind of funny. I was somewhere and uh, it was there. And, and the dollar bill at the end of it, like, the, you know, a full dollar. I wish I should have brought a dollar with me. But a whole dollar. It was ripped off. But it was in a plaque, and it was separated, but it was ripped. And in that dollar bill, the ripped part was like a tenth of the bill. It said, that's the part that's holy. Amen? And it makes the whole offering holy. What does that mean? Whatever we separate unto God to give to him as a sacrifice, he considers to be holy. And guess what he does? He receives it as a blessing. That's what Jesus was doing. He took and broke, amen, off the whole lump. And supplied the miracle of provision. But here's the key. How did it start? Taking the seed and giving it to God. As me and you get ready to give right now today, we are separating it unto God. And God is, set, is receiving our sacrifice, our gift, and considering it holy unto him. And is going to prosper you in everything because it connects back. That is so powerful. I need you just to meditate on that. So what I'm giving to God, he is getting ready to miraculously produce provision for me. Amen. You know how to give. This is so exciting. Guys, thank you so much. I've been saying this. Thank you so much for your giving. Your giving and your faithfulness to give is the key to your increase. 
Don't forget that as long as you keep breaking and sowing, you'll still continue to have supply to meet your needs. That is the key, amen. God is so good. You can text your gift. You can just text your dollar amount to 386-968-1103. The text to give is powerful. It's right there, 386-968-1103. That's the way you do it to begin the mobile giving process. We have the cash app opportunity right there. It's dollar sign relevant FL. Please put your full name and your offering type in there. It's all there, whatever gift you're giving, amen? One of the other ways that we really are excited about you giving is giving online. It's one of the easiest ways, like all the other ways, relevantfl.org slash giving, amen? Relevantfl, you know how to do this, .org slash giving. Just go there. You could give your offering that way. And, of course, you can mail it in at Relevant Church 920 Bevel Road, amen? So I want you to just see that, 920 Bevel Road, Daytona Beach, Florida. One of the things I want you to see and I want you to get is this. Now, picture what I said. He said, the first of what you give is the best. That's what you're doing, your tithe. I'm taking every, what's come in and I'm taking the top off the best and giving it to God. That's what makes all of the gift and all of my increase blessing unto him. That's a powerful statement. Remember that. That's what Jesus did with the loaves and the fish. He said, what do we have? He said, we got only a little. He said, a little becomes a lot when you know how to separate it and give it to God. It'll meet every single need. You do not live on any other system but the system of seed time and harvest. Guys, I appreciate your faithfulness, and I want you to know God is going to meet your every financial need. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for the, the seeds being sown today. I thank you, Lord, for the increase coming upon each and every one of our lives. I thank you, Lord, you're going to make a way, even maybe if there doesn't seem to be a way, because you're faithful to produce the harvest in their life, to bring change and transformation in every single arena and every single season. Bless them and keep them, God. Let increase come upon their life. I break the power of poverty and lack off of their life and off their finances because they are givers and they're blessed coming in and they're blessed going out. They're a blessing in the city and they're a blessing in the field. And let the power of the blessing take root in their life. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Well, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you guys for your giving. We've been studying about righteousness, and we're still walking in the series of understanding the position of righteousness. And I want you to know something. Um, one of the most important things, the, the, the picture that I want you to see um, is this, that you and God are in perfect harmony, and because of it, it produces a level of confidence. Righteousness produces a level of consciousness and confidence that mankind cannot really absorb unless you have a revelation first. The word is the thing that brings the knowledge of who you are in Christ. It is the spirit that causes the word of God to build the life of Christ in you, okay? And that is so important. So today, as I get in this thing, I want you to see some stuff showing you who you are because this is, this is the connect point. The word of God is the connect point between God, me, and God, and God and you. It's, the word, it's like a hinge. Everything in my relationship hinges upon the word of God 
and everything God can do for me hinges upon me receiving the word of God. So the word of God that is given to me and you is the key, amen, for me and you operating and walking in what God has for us. In the word of God, we find out our identity, who we are, and what God wants to have for us. So today I'm going to give you some powerful truths about righteousness, your righteous position. Faith in your righteousness is key because this is what I want you to see. You grow, and this is so important, you grow in the arena of righteousness by how much faith you put in the message what you hear. So important. How do I get a revelation of this righteousness that God is talking about? This is how you do it. So important. You allow yourself to put faith in this message. It is key. So I have to, me personally, I have to see what the Word of God says, and then I got to elevate my belief system to believe what it says about me. Because some of the stuff I'm going to tell you about you is really, really good. And you might look at yourself and go, man, I'm not, I'm not, that, I'm not that good, man. You are that good. Please understand me. That's the key. That's the good news of the gospel. It's settled, okay? It's not works. It's not effort. Because this is what I want you to see, and I'm going to say this a little later. You never really grow in righteousness. You're made righteous. You grow in your revelation of righteousness. Does that make sense? Like, you don't grow. Like, you don't grow. Like, you don't get better at right standing with God. You're made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You grow in your revelation of the righteousness of God you've been made. That's why I've been on this series, guys. So important. Because once your righteous consciousness kicks in and you remove yourself from sin conscious, guess what? Your prayer life's going to a new level. Your word believing's going to a new level. Your faith's going to a new level. Your love walk's going to a new level. Everything goes to a new level because you don't have any inferiority. You don't have any lack conscious. You don't have any sin conscious. You don't have any other conscious but righteous. And when you have a righteous conscious, you know that everything that God said he made you to be is not based on, seriously, it's not based on what you think. It's based on what he said. And when you get an understanding of that, something changes in your life. I'm telling you, it's important, okay? So this is what I want you guys to see. Let's go over here in a minute. We're going to take our time, but we're going to look at what the Word of God says in Colossians. The Word of God is the key. It gives you the picture of the true church to me and you. Colossians 1, 21 and 22. We're going to read some of it in the King James. Then this one we're going to read in like the Amplified. And we're going to bounce around because I, this is what I like. And I, and I think this helps you. And we can even talk about this. Because I just want to be, listen guys, I just want to be helpful. I want you to get it. I love you. Whatever it takes for you to get it. A lot of these scriptures we've seen in the King James over time. But how many know sometimes if I could bring it from the message or the amplified, I could over-expound what it means. And how many know the word of God is key? You know, I was thinking about something. I can get in here and just preach, but man, I, if I teach you what this word says and preach it to you and you see it and you write it down, I think it's life-changing. I really do. You know what I mean? I think you got to get it. So get out a pen. Take some notes, right? This is important because you're going to find out who you are in the word of God. When you find yourself in the pages of the word of God, you become a proof 
producer of that word, and it changes your life forever because nobody could take this word from you. It's a more sure word of prophecy. And you being in time past were alienated and enemies in your mind in your evil works. Yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and without blemish and unreprovable before him in his sight. You see that right there? Now, this is what I want you to see. Now, I want you to look at this in the, in the Amplified Bible. We're going to start at verse 20. I think I started right there. And I didn't read a lot of it in the King James. Now, watch this. And God, now listen, believe this about you. Now, you got to believe. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this a little later. Your elevation for you to believe what the Word of God says about you is key. You have to believe what I'm saying. Now, if you don't believe it right away, just put it in the archives of your life and then accept it, and it's going to change your life. And God purposed that through, by the service, the intervention of him, the son, all things should be completely reconciled back to himself. So that's what happened with Jesus. So Jesus said, uh, God said, I'm sending Jesus to buy back everything that Adam lost in the garden. Adam lost everything. Jesus is the other man, the second Adam, coming in the garden, restoring everything the first Adam lost. Now that's what happened, okay? Whether on earth or in heaven, as through him, the Father, he made peace by means of the blood of his cross. So that's how Jesus did it. And what? And although you at one time were estranged and alienated from him and were uh, were of a hostile attitude of mind in your wicked activities. That's kind of strong, you know what I mean? We were outside of covenant, and now we're in. Yet now, everybody say, yet now. My God in heaven, that's the good news for today, yet now. Christ the Messiah reconciled you to God in the body of his flesh through death in order. Now, this is why Jesus died on the cross. Now, this is what you got to see. You have to honor the word of God and take your place, okay? Does that make sense? So when I read this to you, don't go, oh, yeah, but. There ain't no buts about it. You have to receive your position because this is where Jesus puts you. Now, look what he says. Well, why did he do it? In the body of his flesh through death in order to present you holy. That's what God said. That's what I was saying. Holy, faultless, and irreproachable in his, the Father's presence. That's why you're there, because you're in the presence of God. Now, how? Now, this is what I said. Jesus said, come boldly to the throne of grace in your time of need and ask for help. How can I do that? Sometimes I don't feel bold. Sometimes I don't feel confident. Jesus went to the cross to give me a firm position in the presence of God to understand that I am what? Faultless, irreproachable, and basically what? basically unblameable in his presence. Why? Because that's what Jesus did. That's why Jesus did it. So man can go back to the garden-like condition that he lost when Adam sinned. Adam didn't have, at first, a sin consciousness, an inferiority consciousness, a wacky consciousness. He had God consciousness. When he sinned, he was awakened in the sin. And what happened? The minute that happened, he knew he was naked. He was afraid. He had all these things going on. It all got messed up. Why is that? And this, watch this verse 23, and this he will do. Provide that you, what? Okay, now let me explain this. This he will do, provided that you do what? You stay with and in the faith in Christ, well-grounded, settled, and steadfast, not shifting or moving away from the hope which rests on and is inspired by the glad tidings, the gospel, which you heard and which you have been preached as being designed for and offered without restrictions. This is so good to every person under heaven 
and of which gospel I, Paul, became a minister. What is he saying? He's saying, look, and this will do, provided that you continue to stay in the faith. Don't leave the faith. Don't leave the faith in Christ. Stay well grounded and settled. Don't shift. Don't move away from the good news of the gospel. Stay in what has inspired you, which you've heard and has been preached to you as what? Offered to you without restriction. What's that mean? That means he's given to you. Now, get this. This is the cool thing. Okay? Not only have we been clothed in righteousness of Christ, but we actually are partakers of his righteousness. That is so strong. Did you get that? We are partakers of righteousness. And I want you to see that. So this is the most beautiful picture me and you can get of the recreated person reconciled. What does that mean? So the recreated you. I'm talking to you right now. This is the best picture you can get. What's that? God has reconciled you, put you back together with him, holy, without blemish, without reproof, standing before the Father, not only clothed in righteousness like a coat, we've been actual partakers of righteousness in body. That is why we are born again. So we are righteous in our action will come because we understand we're righteous in our nature. When you understand you've been made the righteous of God in Christ Jesus, you now only need to grow in the revelation of righteousness to get your actions to line up. Man, that is so strong. This is important because if you do not accept the message of righteousness, you're going to have the wrong image, and therefore your image is going to mess you up. So we're going to look at this. And I want you to look at this, and we could just go right into the Amplified here. So you can just, you must be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Very, very important. So Ephesians 4, through 25 in the Amplified explains to us how we need to put on the new man. You all know it in the King James. It says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind and put on the new man after God. had to be created in righteousness and the holiness of truth. Remember that? So what does this righteous guy need to do? That you be renewed in the spirit of your mind, put on the new man, that's the new you, after God, having been what? Created in righteousness, created in righteousness, in true holiness, or the holiness of truth. So look what it says in, in I'm sorry, Ephesians 4, 22 in the Amplified. I love this. Strip yourself of your former nature. Put off and discard your old, unrenewed self, which characterized your previous manner of life becomes corrupt through lust and desires that spring forth from delusion and be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude, put on the new nature, the regenerated self created in God's image, God-like in true righteousness and holiness. You see that? He's saying, put it on. Get the renewed mind of the understanding of who you are and then when you start walking the actions, the actions are going to get strong. Now watch this. Therefore, rejecting all falsity and basically be done with it now forever. Let everyone express the truth with his neighbor for you are all parts of one body and members one of another. Does, does that kind of like get the picture? So here's what I got to do. I got to strip myself of my old mentality of who I am. So this is what this is showing me. Okay, pastor, you've been telling me I'm righteous. I'm getting an understanding of my righteousness. What do I do? This is how you grow in righteousness. Now, let me explain something to you. 
You don't grow in righteousness in your position. You grow in righteousness in your revelation. Does that kind of click? Here's what, this is what I'm saying. You don't like wake up this year and my righteousness gets better. You don't like, you don't like, okay, I'm working at 25% righteous and 75% I got to fix. That is not righteousness. This is righteous. You're 100% made righteous the minute you get born again. Some people are never going to grow. They're just not going to grow. They're going to be like, oh, I don't think I am. And they're going to discard the message and never grow in righteousness. And therefore, this message isn't going to work for them. You've been made righteous, and now through revelation, you grow in righteousness. And the Bible, remember, that's, that was, look, let me just read some script. Let me just read this to you. This is totally off the, off, the, off the script here. Praise be to God for the Holy Ghost. Look at this one. You got to see this one. I've read this to you. I've read this one to you, but you know what? It's okay because I think it's important that we see this. Um, watch this. Go to Romans. Go to, go to Romans 1. 16, we'll read it in the King James, okay? Romans 1, 16, 17, um, and we're going to see this thing. 17 is where I want you to go, but I threw this in there. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation, everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Now watch 17. Man, get this. For what? For therein, the gospel is the righteousness of God revealed. How is it revealed? From faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. That is powerful. That is so powerful. I think it's like the message or the amplified. You could pop any one of them up there you want because either one of them, I think it was in there where we've seen this, it was revealed from faith to faith or basically it's getting this. How is it revealed? It's revealed, this is so good, hear me, watch this. It's what? Um, watch this part here. Uh, you're going to like this. It, okay, here it is. It's news. What? Uh, I'm, most, I'm, I'm, I'm most proud to proclaim. What's that? This extraordinary message of God's powerful plan to rescue everyone who trusts him. Is that not good or what? Watch this. Now get this. Starting with the Jew and then right on to the Gentile. Everyone else. God's way of putting people right shows up. In the acts of faith, what confirming what Scripture has said all along, that the person in right standing with God, keep going as before God, by trusting him, really lives. Does that make sense? So the more you, basically what it's saying is this, the more faith you put in righteousness, the more, now righteousness doesn't grow. Does that make sense? Like it's not like I'm on 35% righteousness now. You're 100% righteous right now. But the percentage, watch this, of revelation you put into it is the design power that you're going to walk in. So this goes, So the guy that comes in and goes, I think I'm 75% righteous, he's going to have a little tainted life of 75% righteous. But if you, by faith, believe the message that I'm preaching today, come on, somebody, if you, by faith, accept what I'm telling you today out of the Word of God, you're going to be bold as a lion. You're going to have a prayer life that you couldn't even imagine. You're going to have a word life you couldn't even imagine. You're going to have a confession that when you say it, you're going to be like, it's just as good as God did it. Come on, somebody. You got to get this understanding. It's revealed from faith to faith. It's revealed from faith to faith. What does that mean? It's revealed faith to faith. That means you put faith in the message 
of righteousness and you go up in the place. Now, you are 100% made righteous, but I start putting faith in the message of righteousness. I start understanding that, hey, my prayers are as good as Jesus' prayers. Hey, my confession is as good as Jesus' confession. Hey, guess what? The words that I speak are as good as the words Jesus speaks. That is the key to the revelation of revealed righteousness, that you and him are one and the same because he put you in him. Amen. That's the mystery of righteousness revealed. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me in the faith I live now. I live by the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's the good news, guys. That is the good news. This new creation that we've been made is created out of righteousness. Righteousness is the nature of the Father God. And we have partaken of that righteous nature of God. We are what? Now, man, you better get this one. Now, remember I read this to you? I've been reading these scriptures to you. I've been reading these scriptures to you. Amen. And praying and believing God for you to get a revelation of this thing. Because, man, I'll tell you what. I think they're, um, uh, I think this is one of the most, I think some of this stuff is so powerfully transforming that if you ever take the time to meditate in this and really become one with these scriptures, there ain't no way, there ain't no way that you could not go to another level of faith, okay? So get this part right here. We are, we are we're no longer, we put on the conduct of this new man in our daily life. We put off the conduct of the old man that used to be, and we understand this, the new man lives in the fullness of love. He is Jesus-like dominated by heaven, and heaven has given you a brand new spirit. This old creation and the new are as far apart as God and Satan. Now the God of peace who brought again you from the dead, the great shepherd of the sheep with the blood of an eternal, that's Hebrews, Hebrews, yeah, you got it up there, it's blood of an eternal covenant, even of our Lord Jesus, make you perfect in every good thing to do his will, working in us that which is well-pleasing in his sight. It is the purpose of the risen Savior Jesus to make us perfect in every good thing and to do his will. Look what Hebrews 13.20 says in the Amplified. And I'm going to read 13.20 and 21. Man, this is good. Now may the God of peace, who is the author and giver of peace. Man, guys, listen. Have you, look at this right here. This is a powerful statement. We are living in some times where peace ain't, isn't really flowing as easy in the earth. Look what he says here. Now may the God of peace, who is the author and the giver of peace. He is the originator of peace and is the giver of peace to mankind. You know, I was thinking about that. You know, I think of so many times when you don't think peace is available. You know, I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm... I've been in situations in life, as I know you have, where, you know, everybody's like, how you doing? And you, you think like, man, you're, it's chaotic inside your head. It's turmoil inside your body. But sometimes you got to stand there in the midst of storms and say, peace, be still. I know your knees might be knocking, but I got news for you, amen. Peace is on the inside because of Jesus. Look what it says, who brought again from among the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood that sealed and ratified an everlasting agreement. Woo, a covenant and a testament. I love that, right? Strengthen you. Listen to this. Strengthen complete 
perfect and make you what you ought to be. My God in heaven, ain't that good? He's going to make me what I ought to be. Praise be to God. He's going to equip you with everything good that you may carry out as well. I'm equipped for the mission. Come on, somebody. While he himself works in you. Are you reading this? Look at what he's saying here. And what? Listen to this. Let's read this over so you can really pull this in. Strengthen you completely and perfect and make you what you ought to be. Making me what I ought to be. He's making up the difference. And equipping me with every good that, well, everything good that you may carry out of his will while he himself works in me and accomplishes that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ the Messiah to whom be glory forever and ever in the ages of ages. Amen, so be it. Amen, ain't that good news? And I know, guys, listen, you know, you think about in the Bible, you know, I think about the story of Jesus sleeping in the boat. You know, the disciples are like, oh, great, did you bring us out here to die? You know what I mean? They're in the waves in the water. In the wa- Can you imagine being, fi- I don't know, I, I like going fishing. I've been fishing before. You know, one time we went fishing, I'll tell you a story. One time we went fishing, and uh, it was a pretty big boat, you know, and, um, that I didn't even realize, you know, you didn't. You got to put a plug in the thing. You know, there's a there's a plug in there, otherwise it'll take on water. You know, and you got to be careful. And uh, you don't, you don't, you know, you put the plug in, and they they didn't forgot to put the plug in the thing. And we came back all the while while this thing was going around, and I guess the bilge pump was working or something. But water was coming in, and it was spitting it out and all that stuff. And I said, well, my God in heaven, I ain't going fishing with you guys no more. You didn't even know to put the plug in the boat. What a what a disaster this was. So I was laughing about it thereafter. But then you kind of go home on the ride and you think man that could have been dangerous you know we got a boat with a plug we got no plug in the boat the water starts coming in the boat and if we would have seen this water coming in can you imagine the disciples they weren't in no fancy boat you know what I mean? They're probably in a rowboat, right? And they're out there, and water's coming over the side, and they're, they were squishing in ankle-deep water, and then they probably started squishing in a little higher, deep water. Next thing you know, they're like, oh, God, Jesus left us here to die. So they went in there and woke him up. Jesus, don't you care that we perish? Don't you care that we're dying? And Jesus got up and said, well, what are you guys screaming about? Why don't you, why don't you handle it? They're like, we didn't know we could handle it. And Jesus looked at them and said, peace, be still. And the storm stopped and the water subsided and everything worked out great. But I'll tell you right here and now, if you were in a boat and water started coming up to your, your, your toes and then, you know, that's cute, but it starts getting up to your ankle and in the middle, the middle of your, you know, get a little closer to your knee, how about you might be screaming a little bit too, Jesus, don't you care? You know, sometimes in the earth, I think that's our, our, Jesus, don't you care we're going through all this stuff? Hey, Jesus, don't you care we got all this, don't you care we got all this, don't you care we got all these problems? Jesus like, well, why don't you speak to the storm? Why don't you tell it peace be still? Why don't you speak it? Guys, you got power in your mouth to speak to situations. But if we don't have a revelation of righteousness, we think Jesus has got to do the speaking. We don't think we've got the same power. We don't think we've got the same ability. But I'm here today to declare something to you. You got the same power. You're Jesus in the earth. You've got the same ability. Now we just have to build confidence. That's right, guys. We have to build confidence in our righteous position. You are 100% righteous. Now you just have to grow in the revelation of righteousness. Amen. Praise the Lord. Look at this. This is so good. Look at this. I want to read this in. It is God's business to work in us his own good pleasure and make us beautiful in the sight of the Father. My God. 
You see this in Philippians 1.6. This is so powerful. Look what it says here. This, this being confident in this very thing. Well, what do we confident? That he who began a work in you will perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. My God in heaven, ain't that awesome? He's going to perfect it until the day of Jesus. Ain't that cool? Look at this in the message, man. This is powerful in the message. Glory be to God. I think you're going to love this in the message. I really like this. Amen. Look at this. This is so good. There as look at this in the message Philippians one six in the Message Bible. My God in heaven, this thing's gonna help you. Look at this thing. You see this? Woo! I'm gonna tell you what. Look at this. There has never been the slightest doubt in my mind. My God in heaven. We can read the whole thing. Look at this. The slightest doubt in my mind. So I'm gonna read it. I got it right here. There has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that that the God who started this great work in you. Would what? Would what? Would stop. He ain't stopping. This great work in you would keep it at it. He can keep at it and at it and at it. We, look at this. This is so good. I'm getting blessed. I got to stop. I got to go slow. There has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that the God who started this great work in you would keep at it. He going to keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish on the very day that Jesus Christ appears. Ain't that good news? My God in heaven, man, he, look at it, he has begun a good work, he started it with the new birth, now he's taking these things to another level. Now he is taking the things of Jesus and building them into you. That's what he's doing, he's growing in you. Now listen, righteousness has already been established at birth, at the new birth, but I got news for you, Jesus is revealing it through your daily activity with him. Amen? Ain't that good news? He's revealing righteousness to you today. So you might ask yourself, this very life of Christ is being built into me and you. How is he doing it, Pastor Chris? Okay? So you said this. He's beginning a good work. He started it at the new birth. Now he's taking the things of Jesus. He's building them into me. The very life of Christ is being built into us. You might ask me, how's he doing this? How is this done? This, now this is the key. Now get this right here. How was he doing it? How's he completing this good work? Come on. I got flaws. I don't, I'm, man, Pastor Chris, I'm, I'm screaming the other day. I'm mad about everything. I'm yelling, screaming. I'm cussing. I'm messed up. Oh, my God, you don't know the life I'm living. What do you mean he's working in me? What is he, where is he working in me? I don't see him. Where is he? Is there like a little Jesus in me? Chiseling away the rough edges on me? Is he fixing my mind? Is he reprogramming my head? No, this is what he's doing. This is done by our living in the word and the word dominating our daily walk. That's how it happens. We live in the word. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, that word starts rubbing off on us. And this is what starts happening. Amen? And this is so important, guys. One of the greatest revelations we can get is this. He does it through love. And that's what I want to talk to you a little bit about. Jesus does it through love. The love nature must gain, must gain the greatest ascendancy in us until our words are soaked in love. Man, love. I want to talk to you about this because when you get a revelation of righteousness, you're going to get a revelation of the love of God. Because how could God be so good to me that he just did this not even based upon my performance, but he did this because he loved me. The love nature must gain gain total ascendancy in us until our words are soaked in love, until our whole spirit is held in a solution, as it were, of the love nature of the Father. That's the key. Listen what it says here in Philippians 2.13. 
For it is God, this is so good, for it is God who is at work within you, willing and working his own good pleasure. It is God reproducing himself in us. Isn't that cool? That's what he does. We're going to read it in a message, 2, 12 through 14. But this is what's happening. It's God reproducing himself in us. We are to live and walk and talk in love. This is the key, guys. We're going to read some scriptures here that show us that if you can stay in love, you can stay in God because God is love. Look at what it says here. What am I getting at? Friends, it's this, that if you should simply keep on doing what you've done from the beginning, when I was living among you, you lived in responsive obedience. Now that I'm separated from you, keep it up. Better yet, redouble your efforts. Be energetic in your life of salvation, reverent and sensitive before God. That energy is God's energy, an energy deep within you. It's God's ability. God himself willing and working at what will give him the most pleasure. That's what he's doing. He's doing it in your heart. He's doing it in your life. Do everything readily and cheerfully. No bickering and no second guessing allowed. Guys, this is what happens. We got to become people of love because when tough times show up, guess what? Love is the victory. That is so important. I don't know about you, but you know, I think we've been I think we've been working on love whether we want to believe it or not. Some of you are working on love sitting in the house with one another. <laughs> Praise be to God. Your love walk is at a whole new level because you have basically been quarantined to be with your loved ones. Amen. Praise be the Lord. I don't know about you, but I've been I don't know about you, but can I get an amen? I've been challenged in my love walk. Glory be to God. I've been pressed in my love walk living in the house with my family. Glory be to God. Somebody told me we've been doing this for 30 days. It feels like 30 years. My God in heaven. Somebody help me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Help me. And I don't know the other day one of the kids said, we've been doing this for 30 days. I was like, oh, my God. feels like I've been doing this for 30 years. My God in heaven. When are you kids going back to school? Hallelujah. When's everybody going to get out of my space? Glory to God. When is everybody going to leave me alone? When can I go outside? Hallelujah. Help me, Jesus. And God's like, well. I'm working in you to perfect your love walk. I'm like my God in heaven. I'm going to kill Corona with my bare hands. I'm going to, if Corona was a person, it'd be dead by now. I would have found it and took care of it. Listen, I'm talking real life here. How many, you know, we might be walking through some tough times, but love can overcome. We might be walking through some traditional times, but love could overcome. Amen. How many, you know, some of you feel like you've been quarantined forever. We may be going through some hard places and we may be going through some suffering and there may not be happiness right now in this season for us in this life but I got news for you there can be joy in the midst of this thing and here's the key there may not this is there may not be much happiness for us in life now listen this is why now get this but there can be joy okay happiness comes from our surroundings but joy comes from our recreated hearts. Man, that is so good. And we got God in our hearts. I want to say that again. We're going through some hard times. We're going through some hard places. We may be suffering. And there may not be much happiness for us in life. But here's the key. There can be joy. Is that all right? Did you get that? 
There can be joy. Glory be to God. Check this out. There can be joy because there's happiness. Now, let me explain something. There can be joy. Why is this? Happiness comes from our surroundings, but joy comes from our recreated heart. Did you dial that in? Joy comes from recreated heart. We got that on the inside. We have him in our hearts. Let's look at the message, uh, 1 Peter 5 and 7. Look what it says here. We're going to read 5, 7 through 11, man. This is powerful. Look what it says here. Live carefree before God. He is most careful with you. Keep a cool head. Stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than catch you napping. Keep up your guard. You're not the only one being plunged into these hard times. It's the same with all Christians all over the world. So keep a firm grip on faith, amen? The suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before this generous God who has great plans for us in Christ, eternal and glorious plans they are, will have what? Will have you put together and on your feet for good. He gets the last word. Yes, he does. Amen? Ain't that good news? So we might be walking through a hard time. We might be walking through some tough seasons. We might be walking through some seasons of unknown. But I got news for you. Love can overcome. The love of God will make a way where you don't even understand where the love of God can make a way. I want you to understand that with every fiber of your being, that God's love makes a way. And how many of you know, we might be getting a little chiseled in our love walk with this time to be where we are, but I got news for you. He's going to strengthen us. He's going to establish us. He's going to help us. He's going to walk with us, and he's going to help us walk in his victory. Look what it says here in Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. This is so strong. We'll just read it in the message. It says this. It says, be ye therefore imitators. This is the King James. Just for a minute, I'm going to read it over there. Be an imitator of God. What's that mean? Watch what God does. You see that right there? We can go back to that. Watch what God does. And then you do it. Ain't that cool? How did God respond? You know, I, we just came walking through Easter, and you start thinking about Judas and how he betrayed him. And, you know, I started thinking about something. Some people have, some people in life have a problem. You know, I started thinking like Peter. Peter had a problem in his head, but Judas had a problem in his heart. You know what I mean? Peter had a problem in Peter had a problem in his head. He just he just couldn't figure it out, man. But when it came push came to time, Peter changed. And when Jesus came to him and said, "Peter, do you love me?" Peter turned around and transformed. Judas had a problem in his heart. Judas let the heart get messed up because he couldn't stay in love. You know what? And it wound up costing him in his life. I want you to know sometimes in life, here's the key. You got to keep love in your heart. Amen. Some people, you can give them knowledge and it can help them in the arena of their mind and their arena of their thinking and the arena of their walk and talk. But some people, guess what? They'll just reject that heart message. Don't let your heart become hardened. Let the love of God be shed abroad in there. Don't let people get in there to the point where they break you down and make you emotionally feel like you're not enough. I want you to know, guys, you're more than enough. Amen. The love of God. Some people are just come. Sometimes, sometimes people are mean. Sometimes people are hurtful. Sometimes people by design come to kind of almost literally attack you, and they don't even know they're doing it. Their words are hurtful. The things they say are unkind. But I want you to know that as long as you can keep love in the forefront of your mind, as long as you can keep love in your mind and in your heart, it could change your situations and change your circumstances. That's what Jesus said in Ephesians 1, right here, 5 and 1. He said this, he says, watch what God does, then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. 
Look what he says here. Mostly what God does is what? He loves you. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. That's what he said. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but it was extravagant. Isn't that powerful? He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give us everything of himself. Give us everything he had, giving it to us. Love like that. That's the key. Think of this. They may criticize us. People may hate us, but we love them. We don't ever stop loving. Just because we stand for the word of God doesn't mean we don't love people. We love people with the love of God. We know God's loved us, and we love them with the same love. Guess what? We walk in love towards them, even though people criticize, even though people are mean, even though people hate. Until we love as he loved, we don't really represent him well. Jesus said this, by this all men will know that you're my disciple, the love you have one for another. I don't know about you, but I've been getting stretched in my love walk. I think it's my close quarters confinement that have been stretching me just a little bit. But I mean, you know, I'm growing in that love. I got the love of God shared abroad in my heart, but I grow in it the more I work it, the more I activate it, the more I overcome it, the more I repent, amen, the more I get right back in place. Let love be on your mind, amen. He never answered back, God. He never said unkind things. He never criticized. He never peddled any kind of scandal. He spoke love words. This walking in love is the most beautiful thing in the world. God is love, and we are born of love. Love is the rule and the law of life. Love is the strength of your life. Love is the very beauty of our life. And we walk as he walked when we walk in love. I love this. Look what it says right here. This is the righteousness of God in us. This is the key. What do you mean is the righteousness of God in us? It's the love. It's the reality of our life in Christ. Look what it says in 1 John 4.17 in the Amplified Bible. This is the righteousness of God in us. It is the reality of our life in Christ. But I want you to see this. We're going to read 17, 18, and 19. In this union and communion with him, love is brought to completion. and attains perfection with us that we may have confidence for the day of judgment with assurance and boldness to face him because as he is, so are we in this world. Listen to what it says here. There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist, but full-grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. For fear brings with it the thought of punishment. And so he who is afraid has not reached full maturity of love and is yet to grow into love's complete perfection. We love him because he first loved us. Guys, remember, there's no fear in love. When you got love at another level, you don't have fear in your heart at all. We are living in love. We have come to believe in love. We know that he and we are one because of love. We know that we're abiding in love. We know that love is abiding in us. This is the secret of faith, guys. The revelation that Paul had an understanding of in Colossians 2, 9, and 10 is so powerful because he says this. This is where we find ourselves complete because of love. It says this. It says this in verse 9 and 10. For him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. But if you look at an amplified Bible, it's strong. And for in him what the whole fullness of deity, the Godhead. There's where you can see Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. He even explains it continues to dwell in our bodily form, giving complete expression of a divine nature. And you are in him. 
made full and having come to fullness of life. In Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost in you, and you reach a full spiritual stature. And he is the head of all authority over every angelic principality and power. Guys, this is the truth. This is where we're at. So the more we walk in love, the more we walk in victory. I want to leave you with this, and I want you to see this. Today's been really foundational principle teaching for you to get an understanding of how you operate in love. I want to read this to you, and um, I just want you to get, grab this and pull this in. I think it's so important. Watch this. We don't grow in righteousness. I'm going to read some righteous reality understandings to you just for a little bit. And after I do, I want you to see this. And I, I want to leave you with some things to think about. I want you to take those scriptures and just think on those because I know they're going to tell you. Be a person of love, okay? And I know, like, right, because when you understand love, amen, you understand your position of righteousness at a greater level because God made you righteous because of his great love for you. We don't grow in righteousness. We are made righteous. And righteousness is created and given into us. Amen? Jesus, he gave it to us from God. God himself is our righteousness. And he made Jesus to be righteousness unto us. There is no such thing as growing in righteousness. There is a growth in the knowledge of righteousness. There is a growth in the action as though we were righteous. And there is growth in the faith of righteousness or in righteousness. I want to read that again. Did you get that? We're made 100 complete percent righteous. Here's the key. We're what? There is a growth in the knowledge of righteousness, what it means. There is a growth in acting as though we were righteous. And there is growth in the faith in our righteousness that we put faith in the message. This is the key. So what, what's, what's, what's the, what's the holdup? Okay? What's the holdback in this message? I think it is this. People sometimes hold this message at a lower level of value than they should. They need to elevate the level of the value of this message. What do I mean by that? If we believe the word of God, we rest and rely on the word of God, and we know that the word of God is true and everything God said he cannot lie about, then our faith will become strong in the message of righteousness. So today, I want you to do this. I want you to get a greater understanding of the love nature, and I want you to get a greater understanding of your love nature and your righteous nature because it's key for you. Now, this is what I want you to see here. It's very important, okay? When we get a greater understanding, okay, that we've been made. Now, here's what I'm going to leave you with, that we've been made the righteousness of God, Christ Jesus, that God doesn't have any other image of you in me but the image of us one with Christ. That is so important. So you say, well, Pastor Chris, when I miss the mark or when I miss the action side, how can I guarantee myself Jesus is okay with me? Because you have to understand something. Jesus made the difference up in the action side based upon his perpetual performance for you once and for all forever allowing you to be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus 
Now, why am I, you say, why are you teaching? Now, this is teaching. This is total teaching. I didn't preach this. I'm teaching this to you because I want you to take your place because this is the key. When the man or the woman understands they are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, there is no level of inferiority. There is no level of lack. There is no level of anything going to hold you back from the place of victory. I'm telling you, these guys had limited righteousness. David, when he stood before Goliath, had an understanding of limited righteousness and was a warrior and a champion. Abraham was credited righteous, and he was the man of faith in the earth. Everyone you see, from the prophets of old, the Gideons had a limited righteousness. The Jeremiahs had a limited righteousness. The Jobs had a limited righteousness. But you are made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We have unlimited righteousness based upon what Jesus did on the cross. And the supernatural power of God has given you eternal access to the boldness to the throne of grace, to supernatural ability, through the anointing at another level, through victory, victory, victory. And now here's what I want you to do. I want you to stay in the place of love. Why is love so important? Because love is the revealer of how you can see God's righteousness in you. Because here's the key. You got to pull this in now. Watch this. If you do not understand the level of God's love, you probably won't receive the level of God's righteousness that he's given you. What do I mean by that? It's a love message that God did it based on love, not on performance. That God did it based on his love for me and you. That in his love for me and you, he can undo the limitation that we think we have based upon who we think we are. But I got news for you today. I got great news. Here's the great news. You ready for this? God, because of his great love for us, made us righteous because he never wants to be separated from me and you again, my God in heaven. So Jesus Christ and the love message that he gave us Amen, has placed us in the position of eternal righteousness based upon what Jesus Christ has done. Now, here's the key. How do I keep myself in the effects of righteousness? I got to stay in love. Amen? So, so important. I love it because as man's real needs have been met, but as we walk in love, amen, we continue to carry on the understanding of the revelation of righteousness. Now, that's that. Now, here's what you got to pull in. This is how you take this thing. Stay in love. Now, you got to get that right there. That's what Jesus said. He said, if the man walks in me, he's walking in love because God is love. I want you to know something here and pull this in. The reason why we get pressed in in so many areas of our life in our love walk is because God is love. And then when we step out of love, we seem to step out of our confidence in Christ. And that's the truth. That's why we have a great understanding. If he is in the light, stay in the light. So what's that mean? God gave me and you, 1 John 1 and 9, the place of repentance. Now listen to me. We've been redeemed and we are righteous. Jesus gave us 1 John 1 and 9 
to remind our consciousness who we are in Christ when we get off the walk of love. Now, let me explain something to you here. It's very, very important. Okay? I talked about this. Okay? Jesus makes intercession for the believer so that we can grow in walking in love. It's very true. The level of intercession that Jesus has to make for us is based upon our revelation of how much we know we're righteous. The more this message takes root in your heart and the more you allow it to basically um, mold your spiritual conduct and character, the more love you're going to flow in. And even greater than that, the more love you're going to see. You're going to fall in love with Jesus all over again. Because when you see how good he is, when I haven't been so good in my actions and my conduct, sometimes I'm going to say, you're going to get a greater revelation of who he is and what he can do in your life. Your life's going to go to a whole new level because I got news for you. God said it. He was serious about it. By this sight of love in your life, we're going to know that all men know that you're my disciple. Let's work on our love walk because our love walk is allowing us to step into the place of righteousness at a greater level. And he said, above these things, above these things, above all these things, let love. He said, if you could stay in love, my God in heaven, you can have the victory. And the greatest of these is love. Let us love one another. Not with human love, but let's love with the God kind of love. You know where it is. First Corinthians reads, he says, love is kind. Love is patient. Love is gentle. Love doesn't believe a suffered wrong. Love. Let this be the catalyst of a new beginning of our righteous position as we stay in love, as we walk in love, as we talk love, as we filter our life through love. Let love bring righteousness to a brand new place in our life. Perfect love casts out fear. And this is the key. When we walk in love, we won't have any fear we won't have any inferiority, just like righteousness will only understand the place of victory. I believe it today. I know today's been challenging in an area of us seeing ourselves the way we need to see ourselves and walking in the season of love greater than ever before. Remember this, guys. When there's great pressure coming upon you in the earth, love can overcome every pressure that comes. He said it like this. He said, don't think it a strange thing, this fiery trial that comes to try your faith. If you can hang on to your faith, your faith will overcome and give you victory. Remember that today. I want you to be encouraged. Victory is for you because love is before you. Amen? Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Father, I just thank you for each and every person at the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, for touching their life. I thank you, Lord, for blessing them. I thank you, Lord, for keeping them. I thank you, Lord, for moving supernaturally in them. Father, I just thank you that even this season, God, that they're working at a level of love maybe they've never walked before in. They're moving in the level of love. Let righteousness and love reveal itself to them. Because, Father, I believe this, that when faith reveals righteousness, love is the equal factor of transformation. Because you got to understand, when you put faith in the message of righteousness, you're going to see God's love for you revealed in a way you've never seen it before. And that revelation of that righteousness is going to master and perfect the love of God in your life. You will become the person of love God called you to be. You'll be molded by it. You'll be shaped by it. You'll be formed by it. 
and you'll be fashioned by it because this message is a gospel of love. For God so loved me and you, he gave his righteous son. So unrighteous men could become righteous men in the earth based upon what Jesus has done for each and every one of us. We thank you for that, Father. We believe it and we receive it and we expect it. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said amen and amen. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. That's a little bit of teaching right there. I pulled you in. Get you walking in your love walk. Hallelujah. Now tonight we're going to have some fun. Amen. Tonight we're going to go join us tonight live. Everybody say live and uncensored. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. I'm going to need this message on walking in love and walking in righteousness probably for tonight. Glory to God. Join us tonight at 5 p.m. on Facebook. And now listen, send your questions now. I know some of the questions are going to be like, Pastor Liz, we know it's probably amazing living with Pastor Chris because he's so awesome. How do you, you know, how, how do you wake up every day just not overwhelmed with the love of God for him blessing you so well? That would be a good question for somebody. You could send that to relevantfl.org slash questions. Now send me some questions about, you know, some of the stuff you would think. Like, Pastor Liz, how wonderful is it every day to wake up and have Pastor Chris, you know, love you? Or I don't know, one of them questions like that. Or how do I stay sane living with the family I've got? I can answer that for you. It's the grace and love of God. I don't just preach these sermons to you. I actually have to live them before I can preach them because I've been quarantined with these people for 30 days. Yes, I love them, but yes, they can get on my nerves. So praise the Lord. I want you to go there and join us live, Facebook Live. Now listen, submit your question right now. If I know the answer to your question, I'll answer it. Praise the Lord. If I don't know it, like I told you, I'll make up something fancy, and you'll believe it's the right on. So just let's go with it. So tonight, 5 p.m., I want everybody watching and everybody participating. It ain't like you got anywhere to go, praise the Lord. And if you're out, you're probably not supposed to be out. So listen, let's tune in. It's going to be awesome time to be together. It's something different. So here we go. Join us live tonight, 5 p.m., Facebook Send your questions right now. You could send your questions to me. You could send your questions to PL. You could send your questions wherever you want to send them, but make sure you send them to relevantfl.org slash questions. And I want you to get ready because I'm believing it's going to be awesome. Now, here's what I need you to do. I need you to keep connected with the ministry. We're getting closer. We're praying. Don't forget 30 days of prayer. There's two things I wanted to talk about. 30 days of prayer, we've been praying and thanking and praising God for what he's doing. Stay connected. We're still strong in that. And listen, I on in your email, go back to your emails, check your emails, all the church members. If you didn't get it, it'll be on YouTube. We released a video this week, Friday, we released it. It is about financial freedom in times when you don't know what's going on. I believe it's one of the most powerful messages we've taught. I sat there just one-on-one -on -one with the camera and taught for a season minute to let you understand that prosperity is for you, God is for you, and even in times when you don't know and don't understand, God's got availability for you to access greater growth and greater wealth. Amen. It's going to be awesome. Watch it. I'll see you tonight, Facebook Live. I love you guys. God bless you, and we'll see you soon. Stay updated with us. We love you, and we'll see you then. See you tonight, 5 p.m. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.